breaking news from KXAN News. And we do start with breaking news. Emergency crews are working to find an eight-year-old in Lake Travis. And our crew is out there now. North Travis Fire Rescue tells us the child fell from the boat at around two this afternoon. Here's a live picture there and was not wearing a life jacket. They say that they are in recovery mode at this time. So just stay with KXAN and KXAN.com as we do learn more about this tragic incident. Well, now to our other top story. As the summer begins, workers in state prisons say they need help. Former correctional officers describe unbearable heat and weekly medical emergencies inside prisons without air conditioning. And those ex-officers say that it's a big reason why they left. But as our Capitol correspondent Ryan Chandler reports, nothing is really being done to deal with the heat. There are a lot more deaths related to heat illnesses and injuries than TDCJ is willing to admit. TDCJ is not a safe place to work at. For years, as an electrician in TDCJ's hobby unit, Michael Weber would sweat in searing attics above the prison. He called them pressure cookers. We'd see temperatures as high as 130, 140. We did see staff fall out, at least one a week. The staff members going down from heat. As of mid-June, TDCJ reported nine employees needed medical attention for heat-related injuries. In 2021, TDCJ reported an officer turnover rate of over 40%. Last year, the department had more than 8,000 open positions for officers. And the heat is one of those working conditions that we this, it's causing people to quit. The department told lawmakers this year staffing is their most significant issue. Despite that, TDCJ did not ask the legislature for any money to install air conditioning. The people who are making these decisions and, and not putting this money in the budget, they're sitting in air conditioning offices. These officers are putting their life on the line every day. It's the toughest job out there. I did it for 28 years. It's, the, it's one of the toughest jobs there is. And we need to respect that. An issue not just about human resources, but human dignity. We want to be humane and treat our, our state employees as if they are valued members of our society. Or do we want to treat them like disposable uh, widgets that we can throw away and get another one? And that's that's the route that we've chosen to take as a state. Ryan Chandler, KXAN News. And at least three people in their 30s died last month at Texas prisons that do not have full air conditioning. Now going in depth last year, the Mississippi Department of Corrections began working to make sure every state prison had running AC units by this summer. This after multiple courts there ruled incarceration in extremely hot or cold temperatures is unconstitutional. According to officials, the air conditioning units cost the department $600,000 with funds from the American Rescue Plan and the Inmate Welfare Plan. Dozens of migrants from Texas are now in Los Angeles. The state sent a busload of 41 people, including 11 children, to the city over the weekend. After a 30-hour bus ride from Brownsville, the group got dropped off at a church in L.A. The asylum seekers are from eight countries, including Belize, Colombia, Guatemala, and Venezuela. The mayor's office in L.A. says they were not formally notified the bus was on its way. It is worth mentioning other major cities also said they were never notified about buses sent by Governor Greg. Abbott. However, when LA found out on Friday, officials made plans to provide food, water, medical, and mental health services. This is the second busload of migrants to arrive from Texas to Los Angeles in the last two weeks. A civil rights group is challenging legacy admissions at Harvard University, saying the practice discriminates against students of color. Lawyers for Civil Rights, a nonprofit based in Boston, 
filed the complaint today on behalf of black and Latino community groups in New England. They submitted the complaint to the Education Department's Office for Civil Rights. A backlash has been building after last week's Supreme Court decision ending affirmative action in college admissions. The court's ruling says colleges must ignore race of applicants, but the schools can still give a boost to the children of alumni and donors. A separate campaign is urging the alumni of 30 prestigious colleges to withhold donations until their schools and legacy admissions. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, following the recent eight-day heat wave, this was our second consecutive day, just under 100, just barely 99 when our average high is 95. It is still a warm, humid day, just nowhere near as bad as it was last week. Lower 90s in Mason and Fredericksburg, 97 right now in Georgetown. Factor in the humidity, which is a bit of an issue for your evening plans on the holiday. It still feels like near 100 or over 100 from I-35 eastward. We've still had plenty of clouds, even though it is kind of hot. Hot, humid, and stagnant. Live in Buda, a mostly cloudy sky on the Rock and Dirt Yard cam. Not much rain in the Hill Country nor in Austin, but zooming in here, we've got a couple little sea breeze thunderstorms trying to make it into the Giddings area. Right now near Ledbetter, some heavy rain. Carmine seeing some heavy rain and lightning in the area as well. Storms will be pretty few and far between though tonight. Coming up, we've got your 4th of July forecast, including fireworks plans and another heat wave that's just around the corner. All right, David, thank you. Another U.S. city is now dealing with a mass shooting. Two people are dead and dozens more injured after a gunman opened fire at a block party in Baltimore. As NBC's Drew Petrimo reports, many of the victims are teenagers. The city of Baltimore reeling after gunfire erupts early Sunday morning during a block party. 30 people were shot and two victims were killed. Once again, we won't stop until we find those responsible and hold them accountable. But the carnage in Baltimore is just one example of gun violence that raged across the U.S. over the holiday weekend. In Wichita, Kansas, nine people were shot after a gunman opened fire at a nightclub. In Chicago, police say 31 people were shot with three killed over the weekend. This as Highland Park, a Chicago suburb, prepares to mark the solemn one-year anniversary of the mass shooting at a July 4th parade that left seven people dead. I will never not be here and not think about what we went through. While preliminary numbers show overall gun homicides appeared to be coming down from the record highs seen during the height of the pandemic, mass shootings are on the rise. So far this year, there have been 340 mass shootings, continuing an upward trend that started in 2020. This is a truly heartbreaking reality. Unfortunately, we see this time and time again, a holiday weekend, a weekend period ending in gunfire. On the eve of Independence Day, there are worries that more violence will come. I implore everyone uh, to please be safe. Think of those around you and the lives you could potentially impact if you make a wrong choice. According to the Gun Violence Archive database, over the last decade, there have been more mass shootings on July 4th than any other day of the year. Drew Petromo, NBC News, Washington. And July 4th has been especially violent over the last several years. The U.S. is averaging 10 mass shootings events on the holiday since 2020. Well, fireworks aren't for everyone, especially for pets. The last minute things you need to do to keep them safe before you head out to your celebrations. And a hospital in California has delivered a lot of babies recently. The unique situation they're in and why nurses say it's double the fun. As Central Texans gear up to celebrate the 4th of July, local animal shelters are calling on pet owners to be extra vigilant in keeping their furry friends safe. 
National data shows July 4th results in some of the most lost pet reports. Austin Animal Center staff, though, says the holiday hasn't really seen the same spike locally. They credit community and neighborhood groups with finding and reuniting lost pets with their owners. Right now, the center says it will not take in animals except under emergency situations or on a case-by-case -case basis. Staff says that animal owners should lock and secure all doors and windows in their homes, as well as take pets out on their leashes earlier in the day to avoid any bathroom breaks or trips outdoors during the fireworks. Being with your pet is also, you know, a huge comfort to them. Because they don't know what's happening, right? Like, they just hear this crazy noise. They think it's, you know, there's a war zone or something like that. And we've got some more tips on what to do with lost and found pets, as well as an update on the Animal Center's intake halt online at KXAN.com. The 4th of July normally means fun in the water at beaches, lakes, pools, and backyard barbecues. But this year, it also means hitting the ski slopes. NBC's Maggie Vespa shows you the silver lining to historic snowfall. I'm NBC's Maggie Vespa here on Mammoth Mountain in California, where some 900 inches of snow piled up here on the summit, shattering previous records and stretching this ski season well into summer. We will take you skiing for the 4th of July coming up tonight on NBC Nightly News. Well, passport problems are not letting up. Why the city's effort to help had to shut down earlier than expected today. And even though temperatures have temporarily dropped just below 100, this kind of heat and humidity is still dangerous for those without AC. You can grab your smartphone, scan that QR code, or just go to kxan.com slash simple health to donate fans or funds to our Family Elder Care Summer Fan Drive. We hope to see you in person on July 14th as well. Your forecast for the 4th when we come back. It's been a record-setting run-up to the 4th of July holiday. More Americans have already hit the skies than ever, not just for the holiday, but for any other day. On Friday, the TSA screened nearly 2.9 million passengers. That's the highest number ever in a single day. Along with those record travel numbers, it seems like everyone is trying to plan ahead to get a passport. And we have reported on longer wait times for the government to process those applications. Yeah, it's been hard for people to get an appointment. So the city of Austin decided to hold a passport fair, but things didn't really go as expected. Our Jayla Washington shows us why. Showing up two hours early. Please wait outside the passport waiting area. People like Kimberly Rodriguez. Wow. Just knew Austin's passport fair would get busy. I started my process actually a year ago, and I had an appointment at the post office, and it got canceled. She's not alone. Many have struggled getting or renewing a passport because of a nationwide backlog. Hi. She was getting through the pre-screening process just fine until... Dad here? They're, no. They're minors. They have to be here unless you have a consent form. So tons of people showed up today. This line loops around the corner through these doors. As you can see right here right now, they're actually counting how many people they have waiting in this line to see if they're going to be able to process those who are still here waiting. If you're at the end of the line, more than likely, I'm not going to be able to see you today. Nancy Mathis with Austin Passport Services told this crowd they weren't expecting this turnout, saying they could only process 70 applications for the day. And that's based on time. That yeah. is based on our time. We do have three more offices that will be opening. Uh, one's going to be opening on Monday, another one's opening the Monday after that, and another one is opening the Monday. Good news, but a letdown in this moment for Elena Brogan. I called two days ago to see what I would need to bring and what time to get here, and they just said get here early. So I got here an hour early, and that wasn't enough. Meanwhile, 
Rodriguez's husband showed up just in time. You okay? Making yes. them. Thank you for doing this. Some yes. of the lucky ones. Let's do this. <laughs> Jayla Washington, KXAN News. Okay. And Austin Public Library plans to offer more passport services in the coming weeks. You can find out the details about those plans online at kxan.com. Now, at U.S. consulates overseas, the quest for U.S. visas and passports is also a challenge. People in New Delhi, India could expect to wait 451 days for a visa interview. People in Sao Paulo, Brazil could plan on waiting more than 600 days. In Mexico City, the wait is about 750 days. And in Bogota, Colombia, it's about 800 days. And now for those of you who don't want to wait for a passport but still want to travel, be sure to tune in tomorrow to see all the places that make Texas great. We'll take you from the top of the Texas landmark to the heart of Texas wine country and even to plane wreckage under the waves. It's all part of our Destination Texas special presentation. That's at 4 o'clock Tuesday, July 4th, right here on KXAN. And if you want to see where else Destination Texas has been, just head over to our website, kxan.com, for all of our previous shows and the great places to travel. And let's waste no time and get right to that forecast that everybody <laughs> wants to know about tomorrow. Yeah, likely, you know, going to be just like today. A lot of clouds, a lot of heat and humidity, but a very minimal chance of rain. Let me take you outside where Lake Travis is very busy. Look at the center bottom of your screen. we got a number of boats out there. Please be safe when you're on the water. We've already had a couple incidents on Lake Travis today. Always, always wear your life vest, even for the adults. Notice weather-wise, skies are mostly or completely cloudy out there. No rain close to Lake Travis there northwest of Austin, but we do have a couple little isolated thunderstorms on the Highway 77 corridor in our eastern counties. That's where rain is most likely this evening. On the statewide view, this looks a little different than the recent hot, dry picture we've shown you day after day. The scattered thunderstorms popping up here and there. This is because the ridge of high pressure has, at least for now, shifted westward over the four corners, and we have a little suggestion of a trough or a stormy weather pattern in our vicinity. This is uh, leading to the ingredients necessary for more cloud cover, a slight cool down, and some isolated thunderstorms each day for a few more days. Here we are right now with our high-resolution forecast showing a couple storms east of Austin quite well. I'll take you a couple hours into the future and notice that little sea breeze tries to bring a couple showers to Austin. Overall fails in doing so. The highest chance of rain is east of town tonight, and even there, it's really not that high. By 8.30 p.m., sun is going down. Dry weather returns for all of us overnight. Tomorrow for the 4th, it looks quite similar, mainly to completely cloudy to start a mix of sun and clouds through the day. We may be mostly cloudy again like today, but still plenty of heat and humidity once we get a little, little later in the afternoon and evening. A little sea breeze feature and a little boundary in the hill country lead to about a 10% coverage. That's all of showers and thunderstorms. And after sundown, which comes at 8.36 p.m. tomorrow for fireworks, completely dry weather and clearer skies tomorrow night as well. Now, let's be advised, even with a lot of cloud cover like today, tomorrow has a high likelihood of sunburns, an extreme UV index at 11. That's almost as high as the scale goes. Clouds don't block a lot of those sun's rays when it comes to skin damage or sunburns. Remember, sunglasses, hat, reapplication of sunscreen if you're out on the lake tomorrow. Your fireworks plans look great. Just that little 10% chance of rain tomorrow through sundown. But after that, partly cloudy skies, dry weather, 9 p.m. out there on Lady Bird Lake should be pretty pleasant by Texas standards at 88.
Hey, the Atlantic is quiet in terms of hurricane activity, and part of that is because of this. A huge mass of Saharan dust from Africa blowing across the Atlantic. I'm talking about this not only because it's keeping hurricanes away, but it's heading here tomorrow. By Wednesday especially, the sky starts to get a little hazy and varying amounts of this African dust that we typically see uh, pretty frequently during the summer. They'll be blowing in and out of the area through the weekend or beyond. This is going to bring back a little haze to the sky that you might start to notice on the 4th of July tomorrow. As far as health or air quality impacts, they're pretty minimal. They're go uh, the air quality going down from good to moderate. That doesn't even mean the sensitive respiratory groups will see any health impacts. No worries. Tonight's forecast, scattered clouds, 77 by morning. Tomorrow looks hot, but not 100 for the third day in a row. 98 with a 10% chance of rain. Slightly higher chance of a passing storm Wednesday and Thursday. Then another heat wave builds above 100 by the coming weekend. Inspection crews climbed the largest and fastest roller coaster at Carowinds in Charlotte, North Carolina today. The park shut it down after a visitor spotted a major crack in one of the ride's support beams. So that crack moved every time a train of cars went around a sharp curve. This is not the first time Carowinds has had an issue with the that roller coaster. In 2015, the coaster unexpectedly stopped near the top of one of its steepest drops, and the park has not provided any details on what caused it or a timeline for when it could reopen. Yikes, and this comes as a roller coaster in Wisconsin got stuck with several people on it for about three hours due to a mechanical failure. This happened at the Forest County Festival. First responders took people to the hospital after they were rescued. Everyone got off the ride safely and no injuries were reported. The ride had been inspected prior to the incident. The stork working at Cedars Sinai Garen Children's in Los Angeles deserves a raise, and that's because not one or two or three, but 10 sets of twins have been delivered recently at the medical facility and are all now being cared for in the NICU at the same time. So the staff says they're used to dealing with multiples, but 10 sets is an awful lot and very special. The twins' birth weights range from just under two pounds up to six pounds, and most are double boys. And one of the nurses in the NICU, who is a twin herself, says she really hopes next year at this time they'll have a reunion of 21-year-old babies. <laughs> well, coming up tonight here on KXAN at 7 o'clock, it's American Ninja Warrior. And at 8 o'clock, it's The Wall. And after that, it's The Weakest Link. And then we're back with KXAN News at 10. And of course, you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 o'clock on the CW Austin. And here's where to find us. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.